Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And on this episode, we are going to continue with our top 50 list. Last episode, we did uh, numbers 50 to 20. And this being the episode 50... We are going to celebrate by finishing off our list, going from uh, 20 down to 1. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. Welcome back, Cardboard Conjecture. We are um, celebrating. This is our 50th episode, gentlemen. Yes. It's been a long time because there were some breaks in between some of the... Big hiatuses. For, yes. And for interesting and different reasons, uh, but uh, yeah, episode fifty. This is this is nice to actually be able to you know not say hey, I wonder when we're gonna you know get there. Up. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, and I think this is a great idea how to celebrate is to uh, just run through all the games that we we enjoy and and uh, from the last episode uh, I talked about how my list was generated by what I own and what I would rather play over another game and I think you guys added some some stuff as well yeah so my top 20 like 50 through 21 we said those could be probably like here yeah. and there switch them around some things getting closer to the 20th now the top 20 though for me these are games that I if I had the, if these were pitted against each other, this is the probably the order that I would play these in. These are the lock-ins. Yeah, Ian, these are the these way? are my definites. I would say all these games are ones that I've got very strong connections with. They're very personal games to me. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's gonna be. I'm I'm really interested to hear what you guys because we're down liked, to the top twenty. I'm interested yeah. to see how what I liked games when you are uh, when we talked about our filters. Um, Ian, yours was the only one that had um, any kind of experiential components. Because I mean, yeah, I've no, well, I didn't I didn't consider that to me because I mean, there's a lot of games that I've flipped a lot. I played a lot of Risk and I've flipped a lot of tables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome, cool. So before we start. Ryan, do you have something to talk about a contest that we've been running? Right. So in the previous episode, there were three questions sprinkled amongst the episode that you should answer. And now in this episode, we're going to drop two more questions. And so I didn't tell you in the last episode that to enter, you need to email me those answers to those questions. And you email me at Ryan 
at cardboardconjecture.com. And we'll put and that in the show notes too, yeah. We'll put them in the show notes. And here is the first question. What is all of ours number one games each? Ooh. So you have, to, you have to listen to the whole episode. I got to stick s- around for that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And um, and the contest, like what's the objective of it? What, is, there, is there some wonderful people that are helping us out here with, uh, yes, with celebrating got, these these? Yes, we got uh, games all donated from Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge, Dragon's Den Games, Amazing Stories, all helped us out, donated a bunch of stuff. I think I put together, I think I put together 12 prize packages. Ooh, Our sponsors wins. were awesome. We got oh. we got lots. That's great. And if you want a teaser, you go hop on to like uh, the the Facebook group, Bridge City Board Gamers oh, yeah. Community, Saskatoon, and on our Twitter account, um, I posted a picture of some of the games. Now I wasn't all of them. We still got some more after that. And <laughs> there was a yeah. there was a few games there that I thought, oh yeah, I want to win that. That's an awesome game. Yeah, there's some sitting right there. They're just sitting like right beside me here, and I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of I kind of want that. I kind of right. want that. So did before we get into the list, did we pretty much hit everything we need to uh, we need to review? I think. I think that I think we're good. Yeah, we we talked about what Come we're on, doing, boys. why we're let's, doing it. Let's do it, boys. Number twenty. All right, number twenty. I've got dibs going first. So nobody knows. We don't know what anybody's list is here. So here we go. We do not. Number twenty for me is the Expanse, the board game. Whoa! Really absolutely this is twilight struggle in space this is such a fun game push and pull and area control and bully your way through the system and individual power oh just so much fun you guys i can't wait to show this game to you guys so that's mine number 20 the expanse the board you gotta show it to me because a i love twilight struggle and b I love The Expanse. It's one of my favorite book series right now. There you go. There you go. Ian, you're up. Okay. My number 20 is Stone Age. Beauty. Stone Age. It introduced me to the idea of worker placement games. I love the way that the dice are used and how you use the number of dice based on uh, the number of workers you decide to put there. And then you got to divide depending on how good the resource is. Um, The production of this game is just great i love the way that every aspect of the production of the game fits the theme even down to that terrible smelling leather (laughs) dice cup um but everything the box insert it all it all just works together stone age is great fantastic pick the uh it's the only game i know that has a makeout shack in it yeah you gotta love it yeah way to keep that pg there (laughs) (laughs) i just said makeout shack right uh ryan you're number 20 my number 20 has been mentioned already in last episode from Ian, and it's Bonanza. Ooh. I love Bonanza. I bring it out whenever it's like if I'm having my birthday celebration or we do the New Year's Eve game nights or just at cons. It's just a fun time. Straight up, like you're trying to trade and calling each other out on, that's a horrible <laughs> trade. Why would you do that? Um, yep. It, I, I don't know. One of Uwe Rosenberg's best best designs, one of his earlier designs. It, I, 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 I've never had a bad experience playing uh, Bonanza. Yeah, Bonanza it's, it's, it's so great. much fun. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great game. I love that game. Turns into a social deduction game after all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number 19. 
Okay, my pick for number 19 is Eclipse. Nice. I love exploration in board games. And so I love the way that you can explore the space around you, find out what planets are there, um, find out what kind of artifacts are there. I love the way that you can build your ship upgrades and the battles feel like actual battles. Um, I love having all the different aliens because they all have something different about them that doesn't seem different at first, but they actually are quite uh, varied. And it's just as far as space battle and exploration games go, that's mine is Eclipse. I love it. I've never played it. I so much want to play this game. Cool. It's a, it's a longer game, but we we actually play it quite often despite the length because we just love it so much. You uh, nice. you used to have that game, didn't you, Ryan? I did. I used to. I, I really much enjoy every game that I've played of Eclipse, but uh, I might have something have, similar. I, I, might, I might have something higher <laughs> on my list. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, my number 19 is Fury of Dracula. Oh, and oh this talk- is not the one I was expecting. This is the Scotland Yard one you were saying, talking yeah, before, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Fury of Dracula. And I'm talking about the third slash fourth edition. They're both the same, just made by different companies. Uh, yeah, one player playing kind of like the overlord character of Dracula, and he's running around Europe, and the other players are playing the uh, other investigators of the Dracula lore. And they're trying to find you. Not not only are you just trying to find Dracula, but you yeah. also have to fight and kill Dracula at the same time. And oh my! But wait, Dracula while he's traveling his plane, he's laying down traps and trying to lead the investigators astray. I have always enjoyed every single game. I've never played as the investigators. I'm always Dracula because I have the most experience with the game. But uh, I do want to teach somebody at Norm. I do want to teach you how to play Dracula properly so that I can actually be an investigator one time. But I have so much fun. And being kind of like the overlord, I give the players an experience while we play this while we play this game. So cool. Okay, this surprises me. I thought Whitechapel was going to be the one you were talking about earlier. So in this position, I was battling, and I just enjoy the theme of Dracula. And that Fury of Dracula hat is like Letters of Whitechapel plus. Cool. It has that little bit of extra... And see, I put I put uh, Scotland Yard on because I like kind of like the purity of of the the chasing mechanic, right? Yeah. And I think Scotland Yard, like that's it's just purely that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of appreciate that aspect too. Right on. So. Well, my number no. nineteen has been mentioned before, and it's Concordia. Nice. nice. Is that all of us? I don't. Yeah, know. we we all we all mentioned Concordia. Yeah. All right, that was all of us. Um, and nobody uh, nobody predicted it. <laughs> Uh, Concordia to me is basically it's a card game, but you've got it's a rondelle, and you're holding the rondelle in as, as a set of cards in your hand. Um, everybody starts off the same, but it it just everybody instantly grows differently depending on their first move or how they want to approach the game or or how the resources are are are, are laid out on the board. Uh, I love how it's it's very basic but because of the variability uh, um when you lay out the resources it's a different game every time and uh it uh it's it's a fun it's a fun decision kind of game right when to go to the cards and then when to beef up your hand with the market cards and when to oh yeah there's just so many choices i, I just absolutely I absolutely have so much fun with that game. So Concordia is my number 19. Yeah, darn straight. Concordia, yeah. 
It has to say something. We all picked it. Yeah. It, it, uh-huh. It's fantastic. I'll never pass down a play of Concordia. Right on. <coughs> Number 18. Number 18 has you oh, going that, oh, first, oh, Ryan. Oh, it's going me first. <laughs> There's a big pause. Okay. Now, there might be some controversy of this is such a new game. It's like it's a brand new game. Uh, I don't know how exactly how old it is. But being so high, but I've had so much fun fun with this game and it's marvel champions the card game <laughs> i knew this would be on huh. this up here um interesting ev- every single scenario that i have played and i own all the scenarios i own everything for my i'm all in at this point <laughs> and just the different combinations of heroes tackling a scenario and the different ways you can build your heroes like that old magic the gathering player in me with the deck construction and then go take on a scenario I have so much fun, and that mainly because this is a solo-based game. Yeah. Well, you can play, you can play with other other people, but I I mainly play it, it solo. But I do want to play it with more people, just so I can expose them to this game and the system that it has. It's it's pu- it's pure fun. I'm just cool. gonna put it that way. Yeah. Wow. And when was that? 2020 release. That's a no. I think it was just late last year, 2019. Yeah, mm, pretty yeah. new, I Ryan. Ju- I just picked this up and played it a lot, so I can appreciate what you're saying about about this game for sure. That's cool. Um, uh, my number 18 has been mentioned already, and it is Railways of the World. Cool. Um, mm. Railways of the World. We can call it Age of Steam Light if you want. Uh, it is the quintessential pickup and delivery game. Um, it is, um, yeah, so just, just route building beauty. I can't say, I can't say more so than what Ryan had already mentioned in the last episode that, uh, it, it's a different game. Every time you get on the board, different game, uh, at different player counts and, uh, yeah, you start off the game in the hole. It's a good Wallace game. Cause you're poor <laughs> right out of the gates. So yeah, that's my 18 railways of the world. I've not played it, but I have. I do own Steam, yeah, which yes, I think is yeah. kind of a midway. It shares between. the same DNA kind yeah. of thing, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, my eighteen is Power Grid. Mm. I just, I really feel like there's just not really a lot of games very similar to Power Grid. It seems unique. Um, I think the resource market and the way that it naturally balances itself is excellent right so the players control the market and i love that um it's got so many like disparate parts it has an auction it's got a whole map root building thing it has the resources and yet resource management but somehow it all just fits and it's it's really we've talked about this before but i think that really makes a cohesive whole everything relies on everything else in that game to work yeah and yeah, I love Power Grid. It's so good. So this might surprise that I have not played Power Grid. Ooh, yeah. Really, we've never played Power Grid. I've, I've never played Power Grid, and oh. I, for shame on me, can I even call myself a real gamer? <laughs> if if the, this will remedy those, that, don't yeah, worry. This is one of those ones. If it was in my collection, it'd be in my top fifty for sure. Cool. Number seventeen. All right, my 17 has been mentioned already, and that is Great Western Trail. Oh, Love me some cattle wrestling from Texas to Kansas City. Um, it's deck building. It is, uh, uh, um, 
I don't know, route building, construction. It's it's just there's so many. Um, it's a beautiful Euro because there's so many different tracks that you can <coughs> explore uh, and ways to victory that you can explore. Um, Alexander Fister does such a, a, a fun job at uh, at uh, making this kind of a race game, kind of a economics game. Um, but uh, yeah, Great Western Trail, 17. I have so much fun with this game. Cattle wrestling. Excellent. Yeah. And I like that. I like that just little hint of deck building in there. Yeah. I like that. My 17 is a Game of Thrones. <laughs> these are some of my these are some of my favorite books. Like second maybe only to Lord of the Rings. I love the Song of Ice and Fire books. And I think the game really captures what I want out of that series. It's got the political intrigue, it's got the battle strategy planning, and it's got just that little extra dose of theme with the character cards and the having to fight wildlings of the wall. Yeah. And I just uh, I love Game of Thrones. It's it's one of those games that just has a very interesting dynamic between all the players. It's got the backstabbing um, potentials and the working together and making alliances. Uh, I think it's so good. Cool. My number 17 is a two-player only game, Japur. Mm, and Sebastian and Sean. And we just, yeah, we just, uh, Norm just recently talked about this in a previous episode. And yeah, this is one of those, one of the first two-player only games that we, that we ever purchased. And we just always have such a great time. Jen and I have a great meta, if you want to say that, <laughs> while we play this game of, so kind of always just kind of know what somebody is going for at any given time. And I, this is how it always goes. I win the first one. Jen wins the next two. Like, and then I'll never win because it's the best of three. Yeah. But uh, yeah, every time that we've, we've played this one, and I think this one's even one of Jen's top. If she were to make a top list, this one would be on her top list too. Cool. So job four. Number 16. Oh, I'm first. Okay. I got an oldie but a goodie at number 16. Carcassonne. Ooh, nice. Greats. Um, Carcassonne is somehow a relaxing game and a very tense game at the same time. <laughs> I don't know how it pulls that off. But there's just, there's just something really familiar and comforting about it, um, even after all this time. It's, it's one of those games that gets overlooked quite a bit because it's 20 years old now, mm-hmm. right? And... People will claim, well, tile building has been done better and this and this and this and this. But I just I just really feel like a lot of games owe a lot to Cargazone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I still consider it one of my favorite games for sure. Nice. Cool. My number 16 is it's a split game, but it's the same game. But there's like <laughs> there's been a prequel and yeah. then there's like the, but I'm talking about Gloomhaven. And okay. Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion. They're pretty cool. much the same game. 16, yeah. hey? Number 16. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I've, I've played the... In, I, my experience with this game has been is, was vast. Because I had this game set up in my basement for a while. And it was just always constantly set up. And I solo played the entire thing over the course of like a year. 
And so I am one of those ones that are one of the rare circumstances where I've finished the entire Gloomhaven <laughs> campaign. And now I've gotten Jen into it and we're playing Jaws of the Lion and we're really enjoying it. And that, that, that Jaws of the Lion has that Gloomhaven experience. It just doesn't have like the epicness yeah. of all the things like you can retire a character. It doesn't have that type of thing. But the Gloomhaven system is, uh, this is the only dungeon, this is like the best dungeon crawl I think is out there. It, nothing else is doing anything really like it. And uh, I'm waiting on my Frosthaven to come here now. I am I thought this was a top tenner for you for sure. <sighs> I, but now, now here's the thing. I've enjoyed... I have to put it on the top 20 because of my experience with... I don't know if I'm going to get back to the original Gloomhaven again. Maybe I might have a group. Maybe I might find a group and we'll replay it again and I'll play with some different characters. But... My uh, my experience with it, it had to be top twenty, but it, the replayability of it. Okay, we're gonna talk about that with my next pick. Too. Okay, we're, I'm gonna bring that idea back. All right, uh, my number sixteen is an is a old granddaddy as well. It's El Grande. Nice, that made it all of our list. One. Yeah, uh-huh. um, uh, by far the best area control game, and everything that you guys said. It's got to play it at full count. Uh, I have the big box game, and I've yet to play any. I've played base game all the time, so uh, um, that that's a testament right there. Um, I uh, when it, when area control games come out, I'm always comparing them to El Grande. And if if you can't if you can't step up and and match height with this game, then then don't bother, kind of thing. So sixteen El Grande. Good choice. Good. <laughs> This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Number 15. Okay, my number 15 is, uh, I believe it's been meant, I don't know if Norm, I can't remember if Norm's mentioned this yet or not. I don't think he has, but Ian has. And I'm talking about Orléans. Mm-hmm. Orléans is a great, the bag, the bag building, worker placement aspect of it, and uh, the race for certain action tiles or to go up on those tracks to collect the little people and the little exploration around the board. It all just works. And then there's the different scenarios you can buy with the exp- like the, the expansions, um, just kind of change up the variability a little bit every game to game. But the core mechanism of Orleans is so good. Um, I, it, ha- it has to be in the top 20. We play it quite regularly and I've played it all player counts, except for solo. I haven't played any of the solo stuff, but two, three, four, five. It, it, it works great at everything. Orleans. Yeah, I, I kind of, I for a while there, I was resistant to it because I kind of thought it was just going to be a really stuffy Euro. But no, there's something really cool about it. And once I played it and realized that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is. That one just, yes, uh, that one came in like 53, 52 for me. Didn't, didn't make my list. But my 15 
and I think Ryan predicted this one last episode. My 15 is my high, uh, I think my highest felt, Castles of Burgundy. Mm. Yep. There the, it is. Um, uh, this is such a beautiful tile selection, dice placement, growing your little French uh, um, uh, uh, town of in the Burgundy region. Um, yeah, I have so much fun every time I play this. And I and for some reason, I just dial this game in. I, I, I just have a nice little zen moment. So 15 for me, Castles of Burgundy. Great choice. <laughs> I think I... I was wondering if that was going to show up a little bit higher because you had that other couple other felds there or whatever, but Castle of Burgundy is probably his best, I would agree. Unless you don't think so and there's more. I don't know. <laughs> okay, here we go. My number 15 is a game that I hardly ever play, but I think that it's a, such a brilliant design that I want to recognize it, and that's Diplomacy. Diplomacy, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've, I play it online quite a bit, but yeah, we can debate whether that counts or not. But, <laughs> um, can't hate I just, somebody online, can you? <laughs> I think that there's a lot of complexity in the way that the military strategy works, but somehow that's just part of its charm is, is trying to figure out all these different rules that work of what works and what doesn't work. I love how the game is built around how you have to make alliances. You can't just... You can't go on your own because or you won't be able to conquer anything basically um and the way that they'll shift i just it's a it's a brilliantly designed game i understand why it makes people angry and why they don't like it but i think it's legendary and it makes my list yeah you got to play that game at least once yeah yeah cool number 14 well, my number 14 is one of my favorite, not, I don't know if it's the favorite solo game, but one of my favorite solo games, and that's Nemo's War. Um, mm. You you basically are playing um, uh, Captain Nemo in, uh, in his, uh, his uh, voyages, and you get to play four different aspects, I guess. Uh, it can be adventure, it can be military, it can be political. Um, and uh, there's such great variability. There's such great dice play in this game where you can wager uh, your crew, wager uh, Nemo's sanity, wager um, the Nautilus's integrity going into all these events. And uh, it's such a fantastic exploration uh, game experience. So, yeah. Number 14, Nemo's War. Well, and you've got the... Yeah, you've got that strong personal connection to it, or two, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that there's that I mean, experiential gotta, part. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to take that into account. It's uh, it's uh, been uh, it's been close to me for during some interesting times. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, great choice. Uh, my fourteen, cosmic encounter. Nice <laughs> chaos in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's built on this very skeleton rule set, right? But what makes it great is how the rules are always twisted and broken depending on who's playing and what the aliens are. And Ryan talked about it a lot already. There's actually a card in the game that lets you cheat. And I just love that. I just, yeah, Cosmic Encounter. Love it. Cool. Sweet. My number 14 is a re-implementation of a game that's much higher on Ian's list. 
and I'm talking about Gaia Project. And I love Gaia Project. I love the game that it's based on, Terra Mystica. I don't own Terra Mystica, but Gaia Project's essentially Terra Mystica, but they added they added some complexity and some different things to make it more of a unique experience. But uh, the different races, uh, now that the instead of the temple tracks, there's this, the, there's these tech tracks that give you bonuses as you kind of creep up it. Um, now you're exploring planets in space rather than just a uh, uh, the, the the land above land below. I'm absolutely terrible at this game. I don't think I've ever won it, mm-hmm. um, but I just love the 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 complexity and the the deep gameplay that comes out of, out of this one. So Gaia Project is my number fourteen. We didn't. I didn't mention when we were doing our. Uh, criteria for the list. I tried not to pick games that rip off other games. I guess Ryan didn't have that, but that's okay. That's a good uh, segue to number thirteen. Oh, it's me. Okay, my number thirteen is Vinos. Ooh, nice. I um, I just love how all the different parts work together. You look at this board and you're like, what? It, there's stuff all over this board, but all of it, they're like gears in this big machine that they all need to work together, and they do. It's a wine-making game, and I love that theme. I love the idea of planting your vineyards, growing your wine, storing them in your cellar, selling them, putting them into into contests. It's, oh, it's so juicy. Um, it's a very complex puzzle. Uh, that's just really satisfying. It's like one of those Sunday afternoon games where you just just play it and relax and figure out how this is all going to work this time. <laughs> it's a game that I got. This is actually a game I ordered from Europe because it was taking too long to get here, which is the only time I've ever done that with a game. Because I I remember reading about it and 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 looking at articles about it and just really thinking it looked cool and wanting it. Mostly based on theme, but also just the way the whole package looked together. Cool. Nice. Oh, I guess it's me now. Uh, My number 13, it's not a single game, but it's kind of a game system. I'm talking about Exit the Game. Oh, cool. Nice choice. And all of of them put together. This is the uh, Inca Marcus brand and Cosmos production. And I can't even, don't even know exactly how many of them are out there but it's that it's the best experience that i can think of of putting an escape room at my kitchen table and yeah, really i can is. i can play it solo i can play lots of them i played with just jen um i've played a few with ian and his wife i played it a bunch of times with another couple that we've played with um we are puzzle and escape room aficionados i think at this point and these are by far one of the best experiences you can have for 15 to 20 dollars depending on the box that you buy um sitting down at your kitchen table for an hour it, it, it provides the great evening uh entertainment and they're just and they just keep coming out with more of them like there's three more on yeah. their way to north america right now so yeah exit the game well yeah, they really are great substitutes I, for i might have to, i might actually rooms. have to do my like top 10 exit experiences because yeah. There's, there's 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 so many good ones. 
cool. Well, my number 13 has been mentioned before, and that's uh, my favorite cutthroat worker placement game is Dominant Species. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. That one is... I, I don't have that many take that games um, because I've, I've, like I said, played a lot of risk, enough risk to last me a lifetime. But uh, this one is... Um, uh, it's cutthroat because I mean that's the nature of the game but everybody knows what's at stake because you can see it and it's up to you to decide how you want to um, dodge all of those uh, um, uh, cards those as people say those volatile cards well I mean you can see what's the what troubles coming down and you can decide how you're going to you know solve that uh, that chaotic puzzle so yeah, I just, I love me some dominant species. So, yeah, number 13, dominant species. Yeah. That's nice. A solid choice. Number 12. Okay, my number 12 is a former top 10 game. And it got bumped a little bit just because of how often do I actually get to play this game. And this is a game that's produced some of my most memorable gaming experiences. And that's Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. <laughs> So fa- it's a fantastic yeah. game. I uh, love it. Too bad I only get I only get to play it maybe twice a year if it's not a pandemic. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, Twilight Imperium, big epic space game of and there's there's a uh, there's the space battles like you have in Eclipse, but this one also has the politics behind it. There's the agenda phase where you, that's where the negotiations and alliances and alliances get broken phase. Um, you have to select an action that you and everybody else at the table is going to have to take. Like you get a benefit, kind of like the Puerto Rico type of aspect where I select an action. I get a better thing because I selected it, but everybody else gets to do kind of like a minor action um, around the table. And yeah, epic space battles, combats, backstabs. <laughs> and I yeah, I thought this was top five. I was expecting top five for you. It, it was for it was former top ten. I can't remember exactly where I had put it before, but just because of the amount of times that I, I don't get to play it enough, but it has such great and every time that I'm going to play it in the future, it's going to be a great experience, as well. So I'll never pass down Toilet Imperium Fourth Edition. Cool. Really, well, even if it's three in the morning. Uh, uh, yep, me. Okay. Well, right, right now I don't have kids at home right now. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, my number 12 is uh, used to be on my top 10, uh, but has slid down just because it's, it takes a lot to get it to the table, but it's still a, such a good game, and that's Mage Knight. No. The, huh. uh, the dungeon diver in a card-based system, solo play, goodness. Um, I mean, it's like efficiency engine meets thematic beauty by... Uh, by uh no means is this an easy game uh it takes a lot to get your brain into the rules but once my head is there and once i've got that all that whole rule set knowledge um it's like uh like you said gloomhaven it's one that's going to sit on the table for a while because it takes a bit to get it to the table so um if it wasn't that much work to get it to the table it would definitely be higher on my list but that's mage knight at 12. Interesting. Very good. Yeah. Uh, my 12 is Suburbia. 
There are cool. many city building games in board games, which makes sense. It's something that kind of fits that whole Sim City feeling. But I really think that Suburbia is the city building game. It's the one you need. Um, there's lots of player agency in the game. What what tiles are you going to build? What's your city going to look like? And I like the way the tiles all work together. Right. So where you put them is is important. What other tiles other people have is important. And then I like the idea of balancing your income and balancing your population and your reputation. Um, and just being able to make your city is is just fun. I love suburbia. Oh, this was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, me too. This, this yeah. one definitely on honorable mention territory. All right. Number before, 11. Oh, sorry. Just before we go up, uh, I got to run up and bring Daniel a bedtime snack. So uh, we'll just leave oh. everything recording. But uh, we'll take a little kind of two-minute time out. Okay. That's okay. Good. I got to... Kimberly just came in. I just want to talk to her for a second. I'll be right back. Leave your microphone on so we can hear. Good lists so far. Solid lists. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, Norm is the one, like, Norm's a wild card to me. I got no idea what to expect from him. Yeah, my next, uh, yeah, now topple what we're at. What are we doing? Number 11. Yeah, my top, my top 10 is my top 10. I'm, I'm intrigued because there's some that I thought would be in there that weren't. I thought for sure Mm -hmm. Twilight Imperium, Gloomhaven. Still top twenty, but yeah, the, these other these other games just get see the light of day more. Man, I'm trying to like I want I uh, we we for, we forgot to like m- like do like honorable like I don't have um, no you never do honorable mentions before no because that that it spoils the list oh, yeah yeah it drives true. me crazy when people do that you got to do them after my uh yeah I'll save them then. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was quick. Sweet. At least for yeah, It's a rookie move doing them before the list. You don't do them before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Ready? Going into 11. Here we go. Number 11. All right. My number 11 is my favorite deck building game ever, and that's Aeon's End. It really? Is, yeah. It is cooperative deck building magic users protecting the village from foe after foe um and the cool thing i love about this is it's a deck building game where you don't shuffle your cards they stay in the order that you um uh, stack them in at the end so when your deck exhausts you just take it reset it to the other side pull from the top no shuffling uh that part appeals to me so much because it 
depends where you're putting your your spells and your resources and and this huh. engine that starts to develop in this dynamic organic deck build um and uh, the theme is awesome so and it's cooperative so um uh, i think that's what i like the most about it because you can play solo so that is 11 aeon's end huh. yeah your your picks are so so wild card <laughs> to me it's just i got no idea what to expect from you it's like i cool. had a it's like i had a couple espressos when i came up with this list <laughs> hey? all right my number 11 is tigris and euphrates Ooh. great yeah. Now this is again another one that I don't actually get to play very often. I think because I, it's a little bit more complex, and I think you really need four players. Yeah. Um, to play it, there's not really another option there. But it's just so well designed, and it's so unique. Um, and people always rag on it for being pasted on theme, but I think <laughs> it's incredibly thematic. I will defend that. I think that it fits the the Mesopotamia area era area rising and falling empire idea. Yeah. And the way that this this city over here is power, now this one over here is power and I think that's woven so strongly into the fabric of the game that it is is very strong theme. Uh, it all comes together brilliantly. I love Tigers and Euphrates. Cool. I want to play it more often all the time. <laughs> Great. Great pick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My number 11 is the second, only the second felled on my list. Huh. And that is the Castles of Burgundy. Yay! It's a, it's a great, great game. People have mentioned it before. If you don't know what Castles of Burgundy is, stop listening right now. Go <laughs> look it up. Go buy it. It's um, not expensive. It's, a, it's, fan, it's a fantastic design. The, the anniversary edition just came out qualms about the art but it has all the expansion material it throws into that box um very good it's got a great two-player presence uh, that you're not going to mm -hmm. see all of the tiles and so it's very very variable in the two-player experience but it also plays great at all the player counts and the yeah. different the different things that are, that are going to come up um absolutely you can mitigate the dice rolls with those worker tiles that you can plus and minus one them yeah. Oh, it's it. It's his. It's his best game. Mm -hmm. I, I I would. I have to have to say it hand, okay. hands down. So, cool. just missing out of the top ten, <laughs> Castles of Burgundy. All right. Are we? I just are we, missed my list, but I. Uh, it. I think very highly of it. Yeah. It's a very good game. Are we going to have a contest question before we hit our top ten? Yeah. Last contest question here to enter it in, is. Who was our very first guest. I really hope you have the answers to these, man, because I don't have to go do that homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our, list, our diehard listeners would probably hopefully know, but, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. He's on the show right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yes all right. so uh answer all those questions uh between that last episode episode 49 and episode 50 send me an email at ryan at cardboardconjecture.com and get entered to win one of the 12 game bundles that are sitting right to my left right now and you have you have your chance to win and thank you to our sponsors for this episode 50 celebration yes, thank you so much thank you so much yeah. let's get this top 10 thing going man Ryan, call it out. 
Number 10. All right, top 10. Here we go. So the first of my top 10 is interesting because I never really considered it a top 10 game until I started putting this list together. And I realized, yeah, it is. It's Race for the Galaxy. <sighs> nice. I, mean, I, um, I think that the decisions of how to use all the cards in your hand are very interesting. What actions to choose and when to choose them. Uh, and it's got that fun space exploration theme so you can figure out what planets are going to be part of your empire. And it's just an all-timer. I love it. It's a game I've played a lot. And I can play it with a lot of different people. Uh, it's not really a gateway game, but for other gamers, like yeah. it's, it's just... You can play it. And I think it works at every player account, too. Yeah. I've, uh, I, like I've, playing, I like playing Race for the Galaxy. I hate teaching Race for the Galaxy. <laughs> I've often just heard... just play with people who know it already. That's what I do. <laughs> I've often heard people call it Puerto Rico in space. Yeah, it's got very yeah, much that no. I it's think got it's, very much that action selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's that, got lead, that, that lead and follow but, thing. Yeah, cool. But I think it's it's very different. Nice. Okay, my number ten is a game. I don't get to play it as often, but I do get to play it more than Twilight Imperium, <laughs> and I've had a fantastic experience every single time. It's Star Wars Rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I guess this? Yeah. It's uh yeah. oh every every time whether I'm playing as the Empire with all my ships everywhere or I'm the Rebels and I'm just trying to <laughs> figure out what I'm supposed to do. I need to and, live. And every every single time I've played it, I I don't think I'll ever try to play this with the four player rules. It's strictly just a mono a mono, mm -hmm. one versus one game. And I like I said we we set this up and we have like a morning. We'll play this game until lunch, or we'll have an afternoon and play this one. Every single time that I've played it, fantastic. And the memories and the stories you can come out of, like Luke Skywalker went and destroyed the Death Star, but Darth Vader captured Han Solo, and <laughs> yeah. all the yeah, all a of good those story things. building game. Absolutely, right Star Wars Rebellion, top ten material, number ten. Nice. Well, my number ten is. La Granja. I've often oh yeah. I've often thought that if if Feld and Rosenberg had a love child game, it would be La Granja. <laughs> um, I love the uh, area control in the market that's borrowed from Luna. I love the dice market selection. I love the 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 multi-use cards, the player board, the everything interconnects so beautifully um and the theme is so dynamic it's agriculture <laughs> god love yeah, your farming games so yeah my uh my number 10 la granja that's a great pick i love that game i um i think that it's too new for me because i only just recently discovered it but i have a feeling it's a game that will work its way up mm -hmm. i hope so yeah i'll help you with that yeah, it's great. That's a that's another one that it just just didn't make the list. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's but I've had lots of great experiences with it. Cool. Number nine. Okay, number nine for me is my uh, favorite deck building adventure, and that's Clank. Love, love, love Clank. And I own, I don't have the in space version, but I have everything there is for the fantasy version. <clears throat> and uh, I've got all the expansion maps. Um, they all just add just to, to play the game just a little tad bit differently. 
Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, I, I have all the, the expansion packs now where everybody has their own starting decks instead of having everybody have the same starting deck. Now everybody has their unique starting deck. Now it just makes it a little bit better. It's just that that Dominion feel. Like I love Dominion, uh, but it's got that Dominion feel and added the board exploration piece piece to the game. Go down, get the treasure. Yeah. Don't stay down there too long. You might die. You might not score any points. Um, don't try the go in, grab a treasure, get out. It never works. The dine and dash. Uh, yeah, you think it might work. But uh, uh, this is a game that I can play with experienced gamers. This is one I can introduce new people to to, to gaming. Um, I have had so much fun with with Clank, and yeah, it gets played. It gets played more than probably what I give credit to hmm. for cool. so Clank. Nice pick. Well, nice pick. How are, how's your legacy go- game going? By the way, oh, don't bring that <laughs> still up. pretty stalled. <laughs> it's it, it, it's stalled. It's stalled because of the <laughs> pandemic. And speaking of, that's not my number nine. My number nine <laughs> is Three Kingdoms Redux. Wow. This is the hmm. best three-player game in existence by far. The theme is awesome. Ancient China when the kingdoms were in conflict. Um, it is it is an auction disguised as a worker placement, disguised as an area majority, disguised as a race. <laughs> Uh, it is it's um it takes a bit of time i mean the games are long but they don't seem long because there's always something interesting going on you're playing you're you're competing to the to the player on your left and you're competing with the player on your right and um yeah three kingdom three kingdoms redux um uh is is uh such a good game because of the card variability that generates in regards to uh, all the all the the uh, generals that you can use. So yeah, I, I just I just love this game to bits. Three Kingdoms Redux for my number nine. Very interesting. Okay. All over the place, hey Ian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, my number nine is chess. Wow. So oh, yes. You don't have the oldest game I in the list. I don't have normal. the oldest game. When no, I said, I was thinking, oh, wait, no, no, unless there's Go or chess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's chess. I It's the ultimate strategy game. It's a true battle of wits. I love chess. I get chess clubs going at school. Um, it's just, it's been around for hundreds <laughs> of years for a reason. It's chess. Yeah. I love it. It's the granddaddy of the abstracts. It really is. It's got a bit of a painted on theme, though, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Oh, man. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escapes escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. Number 8. Well, number eight, that's me. My number eight um, is Brussels 1893. 
uh it used to be higher on my list but just because i haven't i haven't got it to the table a lot but this is um a, a solid euro game the art is gorgeous and it has pretty much just about every euro mechanism and the kitchen sink in this game and it's balanced perfectly um, from the economy from the area control on the construction board to the uh, um, the oh it I just I can't get enough of this game because it has like I said so many different balancing acts going on at the same time so that's my number eight Brussels 1893 I can't I wait for the card game, game to come oh I just can't wait it's a it's a it's a great it's a great euro it's fantastic I, I've I've enjoyed all my plays of it hmm. nope, I know nothing about it. Well, we'll have to fix that, man. Okay, we're on eight, right? We are yeah. on eight. Okay, my number eight is Dominion. Mm. It defined a genre <laughs> and has created countless copycats. Um, I think it's <laughs> become a pillar of the hobby. It's quick to learn. Uh, it's got endless variety, and it's got that intriguing idea of combos, right? Building card combos and, and um, trying to figure out the best deck you can make uh i know there are tons of other games that this spawned and people will say well dominion is just too plain and there's this kind of theme this kind of theme but similar to scotland yard Mm -hmm. i like the purity of dominion right it is what it is and it does what it does very very well and I still so think it's you. Uh, you like to pay homage to those that came before. I really do. Yeah, that's wonderful, man. And, and we all had deck builders. Yeah, in our top tens. Huh. Yeah. That's, an that's an interesting fact. Okay, my number eight is not a deck builder. Actually, it's <laughs> quite it's quite the opposite of a deck builder. Um, and it's a it's a fairly it's a fairly recent release. It's a 2018 release, but I've had so much fun. I, I and now that now that I have the solo modes for it it gets played a lot now and that's root oh root is my number eight um i love the asymmetry of everything about it um it is a little bit to teach new people but once i've been playing with people that have played it a few times the experience is is great um once everybody knows like like i said now i'm saying once everybody wants but the game is system is so fun yeah it, it, I, I have fun whether i'm playing the vagabond or whether i'm playing the lizard cult or i'm playing the otters or i'm playing just playing the cats and oh and everybody has such a different way of playing and scoring points in the game it's just a uh, the epitome of asymmetry and i love it to bits and the solo mode just makes me like gets me to play it i can play with jen as a two-player game but we have two opponents that we're also playing against so we're still getting that four-player game experience cool now with it yeah i did i expected this one to be high on your list yeah oh i have so much fun i've played every single faction multiple times each i i love how this game is camouflaged to look like winnie the pooh the war game yeah yeah right and it is the it's the deepest coin system game ever right but it's got such a cute packaging cool root i love it number eight number seven okay my number seven again another huge game um 
as in terms of popularity. It might be one of the most popular games on the planet right now. That's Ticket to Ride. <laughs> I think it's kind of become the ultimate gateway game in the hobby. Because like I have I have people at work who come to me and say they know I like board games. They're like, oh, we tried this game called Ticket to Ride. Have you played it? And I'm like, yeah, a few times. Yes. <laughs> Here's my tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a game you can get almost anybody into unless they absolutely will have nothing to do with board games. But otherwise, it's Troglodytes. just always a, <laughs> it's always just a blast to play. And the more competitive people are for the roots, the better. Um, I'm trying to figure out which routes you should go for first and it's just it's just fun like i just i just love that game i can't mm-hmm. argue any of that that's awesome cool okay my number seven has been mentioned before uh has it been mentioned by both i can't remember um and it's brass and um i i own both i don't prefer one over the other i think he has to pick <laughs> no, because they're both the same. They're both the same game. Just one has a different. They each have one a different. Beer. One, one has, has beer, beer. One has the ports. Um, they're they're both they're both fantastic Martin Wallace economic type games where Absolutely. you're kind of, you're you're um, you have to use the other players' resources and you're if you use their resources you're going to end up probably flipping their tiles which gives them income and points. Um, so you're going to try to set up your network. You're going to try to build buildings that people will use your resources so that you can get income and points and it's very nice back and forth very tight on the maps um birmingham is a little bit more forgiving i think than lancashire but uh yeah i regular brass regular brass yes roxley came out and just called it lancashire but yeah the original brass but yeah i've I've never had it i'll i'll always recommend playing brass i just love it so much yeah that's what that's a game that would climb higher on my list if i played it more for sure yeah me too i think i it's pretty new to me just kind of like lagrange so i think it could climb up the list for me too well my number seven is uh in the same kind of series of a game that uh that ian had mentioned and my number seven is kemet and um kemet is a Egyptian themed skirmish fight knife fight in a phone booth I mean they it's a game that encourages you to get into conflict and by giving you points for getting into conflict and and causing conflict and what I love about this game is that everybody starts the same until you start drafting those tiles and then the asymmetry goes haywire absolutely haywire Hmm. And I've yet to play a game where I've seen any kind of dominant approach or system because everything can get rebuked. I mean, it's it's just comes down to how you want to grow that that asymmetrical power um, every game. I just oh, I can't get that, I can't get enough of that game. So and I don't play it enough because I mean it requires. I think I think this plays the best at four. I've yet to play it at a full five count, but yeah, that uh, that's my number seven is Kemet or Kemet. Yeah, awesome choice. Sweet. Yeah. Number six. Okay, <clears throat> my number six is one of my all-time favorite worker placement games. It's 
been mentioned already before, and it's Zolkin, the Mayan calendar. Nice. Cool. Um, everything. I love the pre-planning of your actions, and it's so simple. Just either put some workers down or take some workers off. But how long do I leave my worker on a wheel? Do I get the benefit now? Do I just leave it on a little bit longer? Um, am I managing my corn to feed my workers in those scoring phases? Um, how am I going to progress myself up those temple tracks so I can get those points? Everything about this, uh, just that using time as a resource was very, very uh, clever, very unique at the time. And uh, yeah, Zolkin the Mayan calendar, my favorite Danielle Tassini and Simone Luciani game. The the Italian designers again (laughs) make it onto the list. I I have, I love their designs so much. Um, They just know what kind of game I like. Thank you for making games for me personally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Zolkin is fantastic. Cool. Well, my number six. I, I have I don't think it's been on the lists yet, but uh, one of my favorite worker placements, and that is Viticulture Essential Edition Tuscany Expansion. That's two subtitles for you there, Ian. Um, <laughs> this is I love the theme. I love the worker placement. I love the fact that this game um, is a is a uh, oh I, I mean it's Jamie Stegmeier's. Um, piece of uh, of art that he gets to that he's worked on through throughout his career I mean I don't think he's added any more to it except for some expansion cards but um, this is one of those games or that uh, that you know had a special place for him because he put all this fine-tuning this game has been fine-tuned and fine-tuned just to the point where it is humming like a, uh, a 1980s Jaguar love it <laughs> I just love this game. Viticulture, yep. Essential Edition, Tuscany Expansion. It it just missed my list, but it is a fantastic game. It's probably the game, other aside from legacy games, it's probably the game I've played the most of that I don't own. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right on. Ian? Oh, me. Okay, number, <laughs> oh, what are we on, six? Terraforming Mars is my number six. Nice. So you're expecting it this high. Yeah, I here it is. Because uh-huh. I think, you know, sometimes you feel like a game is kind of made for you. Because <laughs> this is a game that I that I have been following since I heard the very first announcement about it. I was like Terraforming Mars, and I looked into it, and it looked like it was built on the Mars trilogy, Kim Stanley Robinson's Mars trilogy, which is if you have not read red the first one red mars specifically it is an absolutely outstanding sci-fi book and this is draws very heavily from that um so i i've been looking i looked forward to it from the day one until like a year or so later when it was finally came out and then of course it sold out right away and i couldn't get it right away and it was driving me crazy um but it's a great sci-fi setting it's full of just sweet cards so many cards and they're all unique and they all allow you to build your entirely different plans, right? You're building from scratch and it's kind of what you said with Kemet, right? Everyone kind of starts off the same, well, not entirely. Yeah. Everyone's got those, you've yeah. got those uh, Corporate corporations, cards, yeah. but that actually is kind of minor because once you build your cards, then you're really making something unique to yourself. 
Uh, lots of ways to play differently. I I think Terraforming Mars rocks. Cool. Great, great choice. Number five. Top five, folks. Well, starting out the top five, uh, for me at number five is my favorite dice uh, game, and that's Trois. Mm. Uh, I love the theme. Um, this is one of the first games that I I purposefully researched and 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 hunted out and found a copy. Um, and every time I play it, it's like I, I'm playing it for the first time again. It is just so enjoyable. The, the variety of cards that come out, the variety of ways that you can uh, um, score points and approach a victory. Um, it, yeah, there's just all about this game is just so much fun. And it's all crazy, crazy dice that you can... <clears throat> now, again, like Black Angel because they share DNA... Just because you roll those dice doesn't mean you own those dice. So that's nice. my five, trois. So you have the original and the sequel on the top 50 list. That's ah, interesting. That's how much I love that engine. That's a great huh. system. Very interesting choice. You convinced me that it's in your top five. By yeah. what you said about it. That's good. Cool. All right. My controversial number five. Uh-oh. Bring it on, haters. Settlers of Catan. Nice. Settlers has... Nothing wrong with that. Lately, it's been experiencing a lot of blowback, which I just think is ridiculous. Because it kicked this whole thing off, right? It's It really sp- sprung this hobby um, from back in the 90s. Yeah. And built up, built up. And, and it has a great interactive experience that a lot of games don't really uh capture with the especially with the trading aspect right yeah. um not a lot of games actually throw that in which is surprising to me because it works so well and it really draws people in i like the decision to make it a race to points rather than just however many points you've got right yeah, it's yeah. a 10 point limit yeah and i think that's actually pretty important to it as well and everyone's kind of building their own networks and and so they feel like they have ownership in something there um so don't be a snob respect <laughs> the classics uh i have i just and again we're in the top five these games have to mean something personally to us i think and i have so many memories of this game because for a while there it's what we did all day every weekend every saturday we play for hours and hours we just play over and over again and big groups like i'd have big groups of people coming over and we wouldn't all fit on the table so we'd have to start a second game over on the living room floor <laughs> and it was fun. yeah that's why settlers of Catan is one of my top five games well then it has a right to be there for that experience. absolutely for absolutely sure, number five for me was my first love in a board in, in, in board gaming i was gonna say gonna, uh, yeah finish that no, sentence man can't pick jen <laughs> No, I'm going to talk about Scythe. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, been waiting it's a for former, this one. It's a former number yeah. one. It's kind of dropped back down lately just because I've been discovering games that have great experiences as well. But every single game of Scythe, um, I've fully upgraded my game of Scythe. That's how much I love it. Um, 
to all the and everything you do with the from the from the action selection the top and bottom row actions are going to be different for everybody everybody has the same set of actions but the order in which they appear and the way that you can take them and the costs are different for everybody and you kind of figure you got to figure out your efficiency in this game and it looks like it's going to be a war game with all these miniatures and everything like that yeah but combat is the the farthest from anybody's mind it's the threat of combat that makes people scared in this game. I don't want to lose my resources, unless if I got unless if I'm going against uh, um, Saxony, which they get they get stars for multiple combats. They're well, they're the most aggressive, but if they're not in the game, there's very few combats, and yeah. that's what I really enjoy about this game. It's just a worker like kind of like worker placement ish, resource management, um, the threat of combat. It's very, it's very cool and unique, and it's one of Jamie Stegmeier's um, great games that he created. Cool. Yeah, Scythe is great. I like the upgrading idea. I just, yeah. Yeah, there's so many ways you can upgrade what you're doing, and it's yeah, fantastic. Okay, number four. Okay, my number four is Seven Wonders. Nice. Which might be my most played games because I've looked back on this, all those score pads that I've used up. Uh, I've played this game a lot. It's uh, whenever we go to ToonCon, I make sure we play it. At, I get a game of it in at ToonCon because there you can play with all seven players and it's always a blast. I can play with any groups of friends that I'm with and it's a blast. Um, I love the way that you can have three players or seven players and it it works great either way i love the way that everybody's playing simultaneously you're not waiting for other people most of the time um of course the drafting of the cards is its core and i love the variety of paths that you can take to try to get that win i think it's just a top-notch game right on okay my number four is adrenaline now, this is a, this nice. is a this is so this is a game where that's a uh, surprise I, right on yeah as i oh i've enjoyed every single game uh my students love this game and the way that i always introduce it that it's the it's a first person shooter the board game we are running around shooting people until they take enough hit points and then they vanish you score some points you score points based on who dealt the most damage to a player and then once that player, he'll respawn, but now that person's worth less points now. So now you have to go back and try to... There's not always going to be a gang-up mechanism in, in this skirmish type of game. But yeah, yeah I've always had fun with it. Uh, the different guns that you can... The quote-unquote guns that you can get and the different abilities that you can have. And now I've got the team mode expansion where you can play a three versus three team. That's a fantastic experience. Um, I love playing Adrenaline. I, I need to expose this to more people. Um, during the pandemic, they released solo mode rules for it. And so it, there's a couple bots that you can play against. And it's so much fun. So much fun. It's, it's a first person shooter. Uh, the board game is the best way to get it. And it doesn't get it. It's very, uh, it's a hidden gem. In, in my opinion, it's not, it's not very popular. Yeah, yeah, I'm very surprised by it. But it's it, it's it's it's, cool. it's great. It's it's always been in my top ten, and it's Ooh. kind of creep. It, go, it always fluctuates, but ah, adrenaline, so much fun. 
All right. Well, my number four um, is uh, where it is because I I made my own rule that that if this is a board game list. This is an RPG list. Now, if it was, Dungeons and Dragons would be at the top of my list. But the closest thing I can come is my number four, Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven mm. to me is D and D dice chucking with cards, um, and it is the closest. When the first time Ryan you showed this game to me and we played it, my my brain started popping like the first time that I played D and D, um, for the simple fact of the awesome theme and the 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 card system was so clever, and and straightforward at the same time. There's some upkeep, but there's a lot of apps that have been put out. But um, yeah, this is definitely one where. You definitely get out what you put into this game, and uh, and uh, yeah, this is my my favorite dungeon crawler by far, Gloomhaven at four. Sweet, very cool. Still haven't played it, <laughs> <laughs> but it, okay. it's fun. You like it? Oh yeah, I want to. All right, number three, three, three. Top three, top three. <laughs> okay, top three time. One of Jen and I's. Second most played game that we that we even play, and it's Five Tribes. Five Tribes that's, is my number three. It's the third one that's been on all our list. Yeah, yeah. Um, we love the puzzle. We love the fact that in a two-player game you get two actions. Yeah. And that when you auction bid, you can set yourself up for a double move, and so being able to like position yourself so that i can move my meeples and now oh i've moved my meeples into positions where i can now move the other meeples to take another better action my second time oh it's fantastic and there's different strategies jen always tries certain strategies or the uh like we always have this meta going back and forth but (laughs) five tribes is fantastic absolutely i highly recommend it every time that it comes up people i said i need a recommendation for a two-player game I will recommend Five Tribes. It plays great at two players, and it plays great at all the other player counts as well. Yeah. So Five love, Tribes, love that second game. most second most played two player game for us. All awesome. right. We're in the number threes. So my number three is my top Uwe Rosenberg game, and that is La Havre. Nice Ooh. choice. Um, nice choice this uh when i entered into the rosenberg realm of uh of games um i played this before i think all of them and fell in instantly fell in love with this game now i didn't know that i was putting my my feet into probably the heaviest boots that uh Rosenberg came up with, but uh, Lahav, such a great, straightforward worker placement game, um, uh, port building, uh, engine building, um, and of course there's 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 risks involved in your choices, and um, it's for me it is is such a uh, a fantastic game that plays great solo. It's a great two player game. I would not recommend playing full player count because you could be there for a whole day but if you like being there for a whole day doing this game it's a fantastic game so number three for me is lahav yeah i really like lahav it's it's solid yeah just solid 
Ian? It took me a long time to figure it out, though. Oh, well, that's it. I'm <laughs> still I trying to... I'm not admit. saying I'm any good at it. I'm still trying to Holy. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. This, it's That's the thing. It's just... Yeah. It's the variability and the way the cards are set up. It's just so much fun. So, Ian, what's your number three, man? My number three is Euro Rails. Oh. So, it's a bit of an oddball choice, but I've been playing Euro Rails since before Catan. Um, and so it's... It's pretty big in my gaming history. My friend Matt introduced it to me maybe like 20 years ago. And it really kind of got my brain working, right? Like thinking, oh, so this is like board games can do this, yeah. right? They can, I can actually, I have a lot of agency in this game. I can choose my strategies. I can yeah. build what I want to build. And it really introduced me to that idea. It's a game where you're building a train network across Europe um, and you're actually drawing your own tracks with crayons. And so it's not like set tracks. You get to make, you get to make your own pathways. Uh, it's a great game to play. Again, it's a, a lazy afternoon game. It's a great game to play over an afternoon. It's usually like my birthday game, right? So it's the game that um, Kimberly will ask, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to play Euro Rails. It's, ah, it's so good. Cool. Nice. All right. Number two, two. I get to start off number two. So my number two, I keep saying number two. I'll say it one more time. Hey, number two, it's kind of nutty. Um, oh. Is, uh, is Hansa Teutonica. I figured this much. It is the driest what? thing in board gaming, but it is the most... Uh, uh, non-random non-luck driven game every choice that you make is a choice that has reason and that that is purposefully designed it's probably the granddaddy for me of network build like el grandi's the granddaddy of area control well this is the granddaddy or grandmother of uh network building um i just i just any anytime someone wants to play this, I'll stop and I'll play Hansa Teutonica any given moment. Number two, Hansa Teutonica. Now, if we were doing our top fifty game covers, would this still be there? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> beauty. The cover is atrocious. Yeah, I mean it's just it's awful. But that's the beauty of it, right? Yep. All right, my number two is Puerto Rico. Ooh. Nice. I think Puerto Rico was like the first heavier game that we really got into. Um, I just think every decision you make feels important in that game. It's because none of it is based on chance. It's all about what you're doing and what you do affects the other players as well. And so it's, it's as for a Euro, there's a lots of interaction going on. There's mm-hmm. a lot of effect that is passed down. I feel like it's just a very sophisticated design. Um, And I mean, the mechanic of picking your role selection and then everybody gets to do it has been copied quite a bit. And yet somehow it still feels like it's definitely its own thing. Like there's really no other Puerto Ricos out there. And yeah, yeah, it's I just think it's one of the best design games I've I've ever played. Your, awesome. your, your list is definitely an homage to to those that came before. I'm digging it. Cool. Ryan, number two. 
Okay, I don't have much to say about number two. Fantastic game. Greatest two-player game of all time. Targi. Wow. Number two. Wow. Number two. Wow. Wow. It's great. It's fantastic. I'm not going to argue. buy it. I'm not going to argue anything, but I'm just so surprised that it's pegging out so high. Yeah. Go out and buy it. If you know nothing about it, go out and buy it. You're not going to be. You're not going to be disappointed. Well, and if and if they want to know more about listen, it, you did a great review of it. Yeah, That's go true. listen. Go listen to the review a few episodes ago. Yeah, fantastic. I'm done. All right, Targi. We're done right, to the folks. last one. Number one. Okay, I guess I'm first, hey. So my number one is a game that slowly crept up in my estimation, and then. I finally admitted, yes, <laughs> this is my favorite board game. And that is Terra Mystica. I think yeah. the decisions are fun, stressful, interesting. Um, the different ways that you can tackle this game are so intriguing. The system flows so brilliantly. The way that you, you put, out the, put out what buildings you're going to build and that determines what income you're going to get in the next round and determines what you can build later. And then you've got the variety of the factions thrown in there. It just makes it juicy. It's (laughs) it's an irresistible game. Uh, I've played... When I first started, my goal was to set out to play every faction once. And so I did that. Every I played 20 games, and every time I was someone different. All right on. And, And now I'm on to the second round of that, and I just just so good (laughs) it's it's heavy juicy euro and it's yes lots of depth yeah there is it's it's those i don't know if i've ever played a game of fair mystica where i haven't had to get up from the table and walk around because i'm so stressed (laughs) out i was just gonna say this is one of those games that is very much on the same level of as like a chess grandmaster when i've heard people that are into this game talk about it they're they're talking about some deep deep strategies that they've worked on over time oh yeah because you have to think like okay i need this to happen so here's step one, two, three, and four <laughs> that has to happen before I can get that to happen. And this is all the ways that somebody else at the table can mess that up. And so you have to prioritize what are you going to do first and what's less likely to be messed up. And oh, Terra Mystica is just the best. I love it. Well, I, so I need good. you to teach me that game because I so much Done. want to play that game. Yep, let's do it. And get trounced. <laughs> cool, Ryan. I think I. I think I. I'm not gonna say anything, but I think I know what your number one is. But yeah, it's what it's what's set up on my table right now upstairs. <laughs> I've been seeing and I've pictures on I've been Twitter playing all it. weekend. <laughs> all weekend I've been playing it. Um, Arkham Horror, the card game, one of the greatest card game experiences <laughs> that I have I have ever had. And uh, I love the story. I never thought that I was going to be ever a Cthulhu mythos type of guy. That's what blows me away. Yeah. But the the story and the the way that they can keep the system fresh with every single scenario pack that comes out. Like what you do in the game is very similar, but the way that you have to do it and the win conditions and the branching story paths that can take place because of these things that I did during a game, during a scenario. And let's not forget, it's hard. It's a (laughs) difficult game. But I love the deck construction ahead of time. This is what... Now, if Marvel Champions had the story mode exploration of the board aspect that Arkham had, 
that would be number one absolutely because i love the the marvel but this way the way that they intertwine and tell the story it also could be my number one game because it's the game that I've spent the most money on. <laughs> but a, a oh, guilty it, pick. It's totally a guilty pick. Yeah. Is it, but no, I've had so much fun. It's probably my most played game that I have in my collection, and I I, I will I'll never. Yeah. Every every single every single scenario that I've played is just fantastic. One better thing after another. And I still have so many investigators that I have to play with. Well, that blows my mind. I was not expecting that whatsoever. Uh, I was expecting Twilight Imperium or Gloomhaven or Zolkin or something. I was not expecting that as your number one at all. You gotta follow me on Twitter. I've got that game on my (laughs) shelf, so it's 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 on my shelf of shame. So I I've got to. It's like right over there. I've got to uh, totally play this game. Yep, I'll give you all. I'll give you all the tips and tricks. (laughs) All right. Well, I am honored that I get to close this out with my pick. And, and I don't even know if you guys... I have no idea one. what this is. I have no idea. So my number one <laughs> pick that any time I will drop what I'm doing, unless it's you know family related and so on and so forth. Please don't tell my wife I said this. Um, but my number one pick is Star Wars Rebellion. Wow. What? It is... By wow. far the most fantastic game of hide and seek that one can ever play in a Star Wars universe. I I adore this game. Um, the, on either side doesn't matter. This is by far, like I said, the most dynamic, the most narrative-driven, m- memorable games of hide and seek that you can ever play. And, um, I mean, uh, you've often heard quotes that it's Star Wars in a box. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is, I, I, yeah. I, and I was surprised, like, as you guys were saying, as, I, as it's, as I'm doing my list, it's like, keeps popping up, popping up. And, re- and then I realized, yeah, I would totally play this over everything in my collection. So wow. Star Wars Rebellion, numero uno. Right. Fan- fantastic list, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Very smokes. Cool. I was not expecting that norm whatsoever. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, it was surpri- no, I, it just surprised me just as much as it surprised you guys. Surprised me that it wasn't it wasn't on Ian's list. Yeah, it just missed. Well, I tanked out on my call with Clank, right? We I, all did. Yeah. And um, yeah. my little hint with uh, London about being a deck builder. Oh, I, I caught that. Not yeah. Better than the one in space, yeah. yeah. So we had con- the three Concordia. that made all of our lists were Concordia, El Grande, and Five, and five Tribes. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, Very missed gone. the mark on. I missed the mark on. Uh, da, 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 we, I said wingspan. Yeah. I was going to change. I was actually going to change it to Castles of Burgundy because I thought <laughs> it might made it onto Ian's list, but nope, it didn't. Do uh, Ian, um, Ryan? Do we have any uh, um, contest questions to? wrap up the show nope other than if you just send me an email at ryan at cardboard conjecture.com you're entered there you go but you get bonus entries if you go and answer all of those questions so uh yeah so basically you can get a participation uh submission just say just say hi guys 
Congratulations on episode 50. I want to be entered into the contest to win a buttload of games. <laughs> All right. I mean, and also word like, for word. Tell uh, in this email, I want to know some people's top threes as well too. We might uh, we might have the opportunity to, to uh, spit the spit that information out in the next episode. So, um, so go I, so go to the website http colon. <laughs> no, no, let's not do that. Uh, um, uh, uh, I had such a fun time doing this and listening to your guys's lists. I was, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. Do we want to do any honorable mentions? No, because then I'll have regret. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Cool. Um, uh, well, that uh, that's a fantastic episode, and I'm going to say thank you to everybody who took the time to listen to it. Um, I'm your host, Norm. I've been Ryan. I'm Ian. And we'll catch you later. Thank you. Episode 50. Boo, 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 boo. Peace. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek, guild number 3039.